3: This is what every, every series finale of any program I want to watch, the fucking washing machine comes on. (laughs) I can't hear what Daenerys Trigarian's saying. The washing machine's going too loud. Britain.
4: An ancient kingdom with legends of violence, cruelty, and torment in its blood. Join your hosts... Ross, John, and James, as they bravely tread where few would dare, witness their journey into the horrific history of British horror. They are the General Witch Finders.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, goblins and ghouls, welcome to the sixth episode of the General Witchfinders Podcast. I'm James in Bournemouth on the south coast of England.
2: I'm John
3: Pountney and I'm in the south of Wales, South Wales. (laughs) And I'm Ross in Dorchester, southern England. And today's episode, we are covering the Satanic Rites of Dracula. It's happening right now in London.
5: New York could be next, or Paris, or Rome, or Tokyo. It's happening right now to this girl. Perhaps it's your turn next. We are not dealing with ordinary criminals. The real force is more sinister, more obscene than any monstrosity you can think of. Lord of corruption, master of the undead. Count Dracula. Nothing is too vile. Nothing is too dreadful. You need to know the terror. Is that what you want, Count Dracula? A last blaze of utter horror and violence, ghastly annihilation of an entire planet? Is this your own death wish?
4: I call upon you to witness my supreme triumph.
0: Two years after the events of Dracula, AD 1972, a Secret Service agent barely escapes from an English country house in which satanic rituals are being celebrated. Before he dies, he reveals to his superiors that the four prominent members of society, a government minister, a peer, a general, and a famous scientist, are all involved in a cult led by the satanic Priestess, Chin Yang. Scotland Yard <laughs> Inspector Murray is called, for whom Michael Coles surprises his role. To work on the case, independent, Murray suggests consulting a noted occult expert, a heroic Professor Lorimer Van Helsing, of course, played by Peter Cushing, who is assisted by his granddaughter, Jessica, played by Joanna Lumley. Van Helsing visits his scientist friend, Julian Keeley, whom he recognised amongst the four conspirators. He discovered that Keeley is undertaking bacteriological research designed to create a virulent strain of the bubonic plague. Key referred to the 23rd of the month, which Van Helsing explains is the Sabbath of the Undead, the date that Dracula plans to unleash the plague on the world as his final revenge. The action converges back at the country house where our heroes face off against Dracula, his vampiric brides and the satanic cultists. In the United States, the film was distributed in a heavily edited version titled Count Dracula and His Vampire Bride. This was the final hammer that Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing would make together. The two stars would eventually reunite one more time in the house of long shadow
3: we've returned to the grave (laughs) Returned from the grave (laughs) to the oeuvre of hammer vampire film to the warm and
0: cuddly embrace of hammer because I remember John you saying oh god you know if you have not seen it you'll love it and all I say is it lived up to the billing I thought it was absolutely
2: superior to Dracula AD 1972 in every way strongly disagree well I think here we I go, then. think, James, that I on in retrospect now do potentially agree with you, oh. if, save for a few minor technical things. Like I didn't think the music was as good, and I and yeah. and the photography potentially wasn't quite as good, even though it was actually much better than I remembered as a film. I think it could potentially be longer. Oh, no. oh, yeah. Yeah, easily. <laughs> I could have sat through two hours of this. Much nah. more of the spy stuff at the start, and a bit Defi- more of a build-up. No. There was way more going on in this.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah go on, yeah, go on yeah, Ross. Yeah, yeah. Why did you hate it so
3: much? Oh, I yeah, didn't. Hate, it just—it was just ugly compared to. It's look, the seventies. I know it's seventies, but if, if we had um, the oh, last Dracula yeah. film. We had the a similar journey through seventies London, mm. but then it was like mm. full and interesting and and kind of vibrant, but you know, with like cars with the exhaust fumes. At least there's people around. The beginning of this film just begins with very juddery pans around empty London. That's cool. I, yeah, That's eerie. I absolutely
2: love. It's really eerie. That's eerie. With that
3: weird silhouette of, of Dracula just growing out of the corner <laughs> of the screen, which yeah. deserves to be on a t-shirt, <laughs> and it will be on a t-shirt by the time this episode comes out.
2: Ah, uh, I absolutely love the intro. Oh. Um, the,
0: the one thing that really startled me was that I lived in London for five years and then, you know, you recognize certain landmarks all the time. But Mm. then it it shows you like the one area. I was like, what the hell's that? And then it (laughs) it passed to the right and it's St. Paul's. And St. Paul's has been regenerated so much since the 1970s that I don't think that blocks there anymore that they show you before kind of swinging right to St. Paul's. So I enjoyed that. That was good. But in comparison to Dracula AD 1972, which had that long kind of Victorian kind of preamble, bang, straight into this one straight
3: into the empty grey dirty streets yes. of London yeah, which, which great. is what
0: they were in the 70s it's, it's
2: a brilliant setting I, I as soon as it started I thought god this actually feels much more realistic bizarrely because it's a spy film thriller mixed with Dracula it feels yeah. much more realistic than the awful dialogue at the start of Dracula AD 1972 where they're like hey I man
3: missed, what was the name of the <laughs> band
2: Stone, stone ground. ground. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't. Inv- I just invited the stone, ground, the stone mother. ground mother. I didn't invite the group.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I missed the youthful element
2: of that. You missed Caroline Monroe writhing on the floor covered in br- blood.
3: Blood. <laughs> well, there was another, in my opinion, foxier woman writhing we'll around with the- blood later well,
0: on. Well, well, all, well. All, all in good time. All, all yeah. in good time. So, like I've written
3: yeah. down Shinzano. Because there was a big <laughs> ad for Shinzano in Piccadilly Circus. Yeah, and that I, was famous. I realised yeah. I've, never, I've never had Shinzano, and it must have been a really big drink at the time. Yeah, as, and as... now
2: you're having a pint of it while we do this podcast. <laughs> Le- Leonard Rossiter. Leonard Rossiter <laughs> was involved in a huge Shinzano campaign. And Caroline Monroe was the uh, Navy's rum girl for most of the Ooh. 70s. So uh, ton- tonight's podcast is brought to you by... Defunct drinks brands. <laughs> <Sorry>.
3: <laughs> and Derek Griffiths was the voice of him, wasn't he?
2: <laughs> Probably. And the voice of Dark Towers.
3: Yes. which Of course. Yeah.
2: More on that to come. Yeah. yeah. Coming
3: soon. So I've got Dole London. <laughs> right, well. Yeah. You're outvoted on that.
2: But
0: what I would say, the <laughs> thing that immediately appealed to me on this one, and
3: mm.
0: the thing that, that kind of stayed, stayed with me throughout, is that there is this now very long-held tradition in this country People at the absolute top of society are up to something.
2: Yeah, I love that, part. Right? Yeah. And
0: it was it was mentioned in the screenplay but the original Hellfire Club from the mm, seventeen hundreds, which really did exist. Yeah. And then moving on through history into the you know, into the eighteen hundreds and then the start of the twentieth century, the Society of the Golden Dawn. Yeah. With Alistair Crowley, again, mm. very high ranking people involved in black magic hijinks. And then, very recently, it's reared its head again. In, in this country, anyway, I'm doing this for the... And what I'm about to say is for the benefit of people who may, may be listening to this overseas. Hello, out there. Um, but in this country, we had a thing following the death of Jimmy Savile. And we, we found out his kind of like horrendous crimes that he perpetrated. A man came forward called Carl Beach. Yeah, I claims, thought of all this
2: as well, James. There
0: you go, Joe. Who said, I've been abused by a load of VIPs, a load of people in a very powerful position, including the um, Secretary of State for Health, the Secretary of State Minister for Portfolio for Defence, who was Leon Britton, and Mm. the head of MI5, Mm. which sounds eerily like the people that are involved in this. So I did think as I was watching it, did he watch this film? (laughs) But even if if he didn't, and it was called, yeah, Operation Midland, and the, the, the British police spent a lot of money Kind of going after these guys, saying that you're involved in some kind of satanic mm. kind of worship cult. And of course, it all turned out to be absolute—you know—the work of a fantasist, and he's nuts and in prison now. Was this
2: the stuff that was meant to have happened in Dolphin, yes. Dolphin Park Flats, or something like that? Yes, Is that' what it's called. All yeah, of Dolphin Court, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. Yes,
0: featuring. He said at one point one of the like he said things like oh, there were three of us and we had to decide which one of us was going to be murdered.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And things yeah, like yeah. that.
0: And, oh, uh, they were actually physically pinning poppies to our chests. Yes. During... Res- and all of this kind if of we had to stuff. pick
3: which three of us was going to be murdered.
0: <laughs> oh, me, probably. I, I've got children.
2: <laughs> I've got a cat. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, James, I thought of all that as well, actually. And yeah. I thought, t- t- it's a weird to see... Also, I thought of COVID as well. And we'll find out as the story develops. that you know, it's to do with... uh, A um, plague. A plague. What's the word? Unleashed. Yeah. Perpetrated Mm. uh, against society as a way of just doing away with society. Yes. Uh, Is that what COVID is? You know?
3: Um, No. No. But,
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) But then... Just one quick thing on the the cold beach claims. There was a really good documentary on the BBC all about mm. it, which basically yeah. detailed him and how his he, an absolute fantasy world. It was absolutely down the line, serious documentary filmmaking. And then when it finished, as the credits played, the music they chose was Charles and Eddie's "Would I Lie to You?"
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah!
0: <laughs> which you know, as you're watching it, you're like. What? You- it was like some of that Chris <laughs> Morris, you know, the day to day. It was mental. Is it
3: as good as was Jimmy Savile a wizard documentary on YouTube? <laughs> it's it's in that league,
0: and hopefully we'll we'll touch on that at some.
3: That's one of my favourite things. I've ever. You've seen that, John? No. That's oh, amazing. Oh, it's. Good. I don't watch
2: anything it's
0: on
3: YouTube, bonkers.
2: unfortunately.
6: Let's analyse the phrase jingle jangle. It can be broken down into two words: jingle a catchy array of words in prose or verse and jangle which means to chatter argue noisily or whine although both share the same germanic root jengelin jingle evolved to mean a catchy song in an advert
5: in the occult world language is an
4: extremely powerful tool since ancient times magic words have been used by magicians to
3: cast spells and invoke spirits Some are well known to us now, but others have remained obscured through the ages by the secret groups who still use them to this day.
4: This is why we spell words.
0: So what I, I immediately felt with this one in comparison to Dracula AD 1972 was this was based on a better idea that these very powerful people running society may have. Raise Dracula, or raise some force that they can't control. Yeah. We well, won't like show that there's... bit.
3: We're going to just cut straight to. You don't
0: need to show that you don't bit. Need to, you can <laughs> intuit, and that's something else that I noted that I like. They don't spell everything out for yeah, you yeah, in yeah, those yeah, opening yeah. scenes. Yeah. So I was like, "What is
3: happening here?" And we why... then cut to a chap with a moustache tied up in a bed. Yes. yes. Uh, then a man in a an Afghan
0: magnificent fur lined <laughs> waistcoat, the uniform of the henchman in this movie, yeah. isn't it? Very convenient of them.
2: I wanted to call them Hell's Angels, but I didn't know what to call them. <laughs> but their uniform is kind of black, the man from milk tray outfit. Turtleneck. Teamed with maybe some dark shades, a handlebar
3: moustache and an Afghan waistcoat. One of them looked like Freddie Mercury, didn't he?
2: <laughs> well, I was,
0: I was going to say, I, th- I thought he looked like Matt Berry being Stephen Toast <laughs> in Toast of London. And it really felt like, at certain scenes, it felt like a, like a Toast of London scene. It's but a hell of like up. it it's a hell it
3: of a look. Very true. One of them's in a computer room making a cup of coffee. Whilst yeah. downstairs, the, the VIPs are uh, indulging in a satanic ritual where yeah. uh, Ching Yang is about to slit the throat of a, a cock. And before we're
0: introduced <laughs> to who the satanic disciples are, I just put down that they look like they're a parish council. <laughs> now, after the after the Perth. dedication to Bathament, <laughs> Can we please decide who will be having the church hall for (laughs) D-Day weekend? Is it going to be the Rotary Club or is it going to be the Sea Scouts? Thank you. Wing Lang, if you'd like to carry on with the throat cutting.
2: I have to say that the bunting was left up last time. It got very wet in the rain, and some of it has gone very mouldy and has had to be thrown away. So, There's can... str- a lot, lot of that going on. Yeah,
3: there's never any <laughs> sexy Satanists, is there?
2: <laughs> no, it's always old pervs.
0: Licking awesome. their
3: lips.
2: No, <sighs> nothing. There's nothing worse than looking at a load of old men, uh, leering... In, in, a, in a cowled cape. <laughs> <laughs> where,
3: where I won't wear mine next week. While the
0: ceremony is going on, the guy who's been tied to the bed and makes good his escape. Yes. Cinema, throughout my lifetime, has made me believe that I could get out of having my hands tied.
3: <laughs> just wiggle around a bit. Anything up
0: to. That's all, you know, for yeah. a prolonged period of time, just go like this for a while. Yeah. Or sort of rub them together. Or and grab
3: a, a, any sharp object and just rub it a little just bit. Rub it and <laughs>
0: bang, you're out. Yeah. It's Absolutely. the same way that
3: you, you can get a necklace off for anyone just by giving it a little yank, and they will come off Wait, their neck. What does that happen in Cleves? Every film, so people always have their necklaces pulled off their neck, don't they? No, not every film. <laughs> every
2: film. Every <laughs> film. Remember, Citizen Kane. <laughs> Remember that scene in uh, Raiders Pelini's of the Lost. ark eight and a half. But it happens. But it
3: does happen in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Actually, I might look. I'm going to look oh, that oh. up. Does it? Probably. Someone, yeah. has a, someone has a necklace removed from their neck, don't they? Was it my version of the film, or did it? go to a really weird speed yeah a couple of times it was kind of slowed down wasn't it slowed
2: down yeah weirdly i thought that was quite interesting actually that a a, a directorial decision or they didn't have enough footage that looked realistic like um john pertwee being strangled by the Nestine as as we've uh, discussed before Mm -hmm. maybe it was the man was doing a bit of a jumper john what episode was that well, it's the only it's the only story ever to be shot entirely on 16mm. Oh, uh, would, would that be Spearhead
3: from Space? And that
2: is the four-episode monolith that is Spearhead from Space.
3: <laughs> Which will have to be covered. I think we
2: should bring that in. I think we should bring it in, yeah. Patreon special. I love that how we're like a stealth Doctor Who podcast <laughs> as well, really. <laughs> There's a great contrast between the magic that is supposed to supposedly happening mm. and then like the mundane of mm. what the the gangster and the kind of dingy
3: yeah that, that was yes. quite nice yeah the
2: shitty bit of this country house so you see the posh bit of the country house where they're all lording it up with the naked girl mm. and the cockerel. Whereas this poor bastard's in bed, uh, tied to a bed in a really grotty, like, servant's quarters. I quite liked that.
3: Do you think, after he's done in the henchman and he stands up and bangs his head on the light, do you reckon that was meant to happen? <laughs> I, I do know. know, it was weird, I wasn't it? Notice. Because I, I was thinking, notice. oh, that's going to come up, that's going to come back later. Because, mm. because it, 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 it felt so obvious that it happened, that it felt yeah. like it needed to be deliberate. But it yeah. was almost like, oh, fuck it. Okay, next, scene, next it. scene, darling. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you'll be sad to know that the composer of this film isn't the guy from Manfred Mann who did the music for um, Dracula AD 1972. I haven't written in my notes who the composer is, but I do know he was the composer for Kojak in in America, with our cousins in America. And I think that the music in this film is quite odd, and it does give it a really weird feel, like Dirty Harry or something like that. It's a really odd seventies American cop show vibe mm. with the music mm. rather than I
3: did miss the music from but um, there was a, there was a couple of bits where. They played some uh, like a little bit of a theme from the last Dracula film, but is, mm. is that the Dracula theme, John? Mm-hmm. He manages to kill the guy, yeah, or knock the guy, out, but he breaks a, a very, very big and obvious beam of light across a doorway, which sets off an State alarm. State of the
0: art security, yeah, all the way yeah. through the film, a- ahead of its time, I'd say, James. Yeah, absolutely. Straight be- away,
3: all the VIPs wee, wee, suddenly wee. start rub, trying to rub the blood, blood. inverted crosses <laughs> off their heads. <laughs> as if it like, wasn't me, it wasn't me.
2: And then he runs out of the house that looks a bit like the house, but I don't think it is the house that's in From Russia With Love that we've seen. I think it's the same house which is in
3: every film. with <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd
0: love to find out where it is. I'd love to I'd know, know where really, this house I'd, is, yeah. Because at one point later on in the film, you can see there's a town in the distance.
3: Yes. it's like, a rather,
0: Towards the end, I was like, where is that? It's a where rather nice looking... looking I'm
2: sure people know and I'm sure people yeah. that know more than us know and I'm, th- maybe they'll even tell us. But um, he, he runs out... Yeah. He he finds his way past the gate. I think. No, I can't no he, he exactly can't get out the gate.
3: He can't get out the gate because the the guy on the motorbike comes on along. the motorbike.
2: Oh, that's what happened. So he crashes shot the guy into on the, the mo- gate.
3: Yeah, brilliant stunt. I thought there was yeah. some great. Was that? Havoc,
2: in John. This. I don't know if it was Havoc. Actually, maybe it was um, Derek Ware. Rest in peace, peace chased by the hoodlums on the motorbikes. Uh One is shot by a man in a Rover P5B with a... You <laughs>
0: uh, would know what the car was.
2: <laughs> with a silencer. Yeah. He crashes through the gate. It's a really good stunt. Uh, it is stunt. a good stunt. I've got a cool stunt. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Then the next guy comes out, and he's shot in the face through, through his helmet. So he obviously had, like, a device, blood yeah. capsule in his mouth or something. At no
3: point, anyone in the car... Get out the car to help the chap. They actually start driving away before he gets Mm. in the car.
0: That's what I liked. Well, in a bit, I noticed they're they're very light on help in what I can only describe as like some subsection of MI5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're basically just getting the information out of him. No one's giving him any any medical help at all.
2: Even the doctor. And then he's just like,
0: yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, he's dead.
2: Yeah, yeah. That guy who was uncomfortable previously, he's just died. (laughs) (laughs) He's not suffering anymore. Why he's dead? <laughs> dead. <laughs>
3: so that's when they're back at their seventies base. It looks like something out of yes. a waiting room from two thousand and one. Yeah, that's also love, cool because I
0: thought it, it's that whole the prisoner and the Avengers vibe. Yeah, of, you know, like nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies, dreamt British espionage, mm. which is yeah, you yeah, know yeah. Bond esque. That whole, once again, this this whole kind of the ongoing theme or motif sometimes in British life. A, a you know, people involved you know, at the very top level of society are up to no good and also there's kind of groups and wings and parts of british intelligence that have got cool underground bases that we don't yeah. know of. and, and, and then, that's, you know, that, that's that's coming across and then the line that i wrote down was why they while they're interviewing this poor guy while no not offering him any medical assistance <laughs> whatsoever he says they take strength from their own blasphemy. Yeah. And I thought I'd do that. I do that on a daily basis. Yeah. I don't really think that you need to get, get MI5 on me for that. I take some strength from my own blasphemy. Yes. Right. Like, I think he exactly.
3: describes them as um, filthy, obscene rites. Yes, well,
2: indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Satanic rites, even. Um, so it's, writ- it's written by Don Houghton, who is the same man that wrote the previous. Uh, Dracula AD nineteen seventy two, but I think this is much more within his kind of remit as yeah a kind of thriller writer. What Doctor Who did he write, John? He definitely wrote. um, I think he wrote Inferno, Mm -hmm. which is John the last story of John Pertwee's first season. And he wrote The Mind of Evil, which is also a really good one, but that's that's one that involves Roger Delgado's master. And I do think that later on you do see a bit of a doctor-master kind of relationship between mm. Dracula and Lorimer, Van Helsing. He wrote a lot of stuff, but I think that he wrote some professionals. He created Take the High Road, as we've... Um, <laughs> Uh, was... And he also wrote some um, Sapphire and Steel, actually. Did he? Wow. Yeah.
0: There's themes. There's the webs of connection. Did, did he create
3: Take the High Road during some C- secret
0: <laughs> <laughs> We can only speculate, Ross. We Maybe can only you speculate. Did.
2: Maybe
3: you did. We meet the receptionist, secretary yes. stroke. Jane recorder of last man's uh w- words. final words was this around about the same time as wonder woman because i felt like she was completely <laughs> no, was
2: years before that is it years before well, yeah. maybe
3: she was the the inspiration for <laughs> diana princess look in the wonder woman tv series because i i, I was strangely drawn to her to her, her secretary oh, her secretary looks oh that.
2: she's very very attractive woman yeah. but i think that's implied that she's demure and a, you know, specky four eyes. She's got glasses and yeah. stuff.
3: And drives one of many minis in this film.
2: Yeah. Ah, oh, oh. that sequence is amazing. Where she drive <laughs> she she's obviously driving past Oil Drum Lane where Step and Son live in that part. Definitely. <laughs> so we find that the the guy dies. We find out that there's there's a number two vault where all of these secrets mm. are locked away. And then when the guy dies, they're going to get rid of him using the usual routine. In inverted commas. And then they mention Inspector Murray, who is the hero, of the nominal hero of our previous film, in the two-film Hammer special universe. Diptych. Uh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> and then we get some more shots of London. Uh, for no reason. I don't know why they're dropped in at that point because they don't happen again throughout the film. John,
3: is it a, a wide angle lens? Really super wide angle. There's yeah, a great yeah, shot yeah. later on where Van Helsing walks from one side of the screen to the other because it's such a wide angle lens. It's almost like he comes towards it and then yeah, yeah, backs yeah. away again. Yes. Um, that is not my favourite part of the film.
2: I think at that point. These lenses wouldn't have been around for very long and they would have been really incredibly expensive to And exciting hire. to use. So that's probably why they only used them for like one morning in London and then they pissed half of the uh, budget up the wall on just hiring one lens from Panavision or whoever it is. So then almost straight away... We're into this sequence where we've got Freddie Jones sweating and being weird in this weird ceremony, and then it, it cuts backwards and forwards between...
3: They're sort of briefing Murray. I was just watching it for the second time when I was having my <laughs> dinner just now. It's about, I would say, 30 minutes into the film, and they're just re- recycling the same <laughs> satanic right as what we saw at the beginning. It's like, a different d- woman. D- no, it's a different woman, Is not. it? No, it's the same it is it's a, a different... blonde woman. Is it? Yep. This part
2: was William Franklin, who I think is the, the main masculine hero in this until he gets yes. killed an oh. hour in, is, this, is he the guy
3: who's got, for some reason, got his shirt unbuttoned to his navel? That's I like what that.
2: that. That showed that
3: he'd been working hard yeah.
2: his way of showing he's working hard is is unbuttoning his shirt to his navel. And say, like me at the end of a parents' evening. You've been up for 12 hours. Why don't you go home, Genie or Jane or whatever your Jane, fucking name Jane, is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that scene because it's so masculine and, and British 70s. It's ridiculous. Yes. It's like, look at me. I've got my...
3: But he would have been better played by the guy at the stone tape, though, wouldn't he? everyone would have been better
2: (laughs) what i'd like to do is recast satanic rites of dracula but do every character in cgi as the guy from the stone tape even the women
3: he's my now my favorite actor Actor. (laughs) It's, it's taken me a week to edit our last episode because we got quite hysterical through it and it was there's lots of edits in it however us talking about that actor and then me editing clips of him from the stone tape in it, it just made me appreciate how amazing he is and You're a lad. you know what rap you know sound
2: like sounds like anyway i want
0: i want wagner on a on a ball bearing <laughs> <laughs> sorry to keep me harking
2: back to previous episodes
3: <laughs> we got a mythology now so the man
2: the spy man who i don't think we ever learn his name had a very nice
3: prop watch Ooh, that yes. had a microfilm camera inside. It. Yeah, which well, he opens up and surely exposes the film.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought that. So unless it's videotape, he actually <laughs> just opened it and, and ruined it. But um, it. So he's managed to get photos of the four, four horsemen of Five. the apocalypse and then the fifth, the fifth beetle... Not in this case George Martin or Yoko Ono. It's it's just a blank picture. So they're like, ah oh, well he's cocked this up, you know. There's no one there. But what what do we know about horror law that says what creatures don't appear in yeah. mirrors or photographs?
0: I, I really like that. And once again our recurring theme, the old the old photos and photos can look spooky. Yeah. I really like it. they were like, Well, what's the deal with this one? Yeah. And they were going, Oh wait, well, who is this? And I did think obviously they've got to market it because of Dracula, but I did think the
2: fifth guest Is a better title for this film? Oh, that is a good. Yeah, that's a great title. What I like about this part is that it's the big. I'm going to use the word dichotomy here, which is a big word. So you you have this. I thought you said prophylactic. No. So you've got this contrast between the spy world and the and the spy genre, Mm. which is a genre that you believe in because it's spies and it's James Bond and it's the series of Michael Caine in where I've forgotten his name, the Idris file and all those. But You've kind of got that clashing into Dracula and folk horror mm. and mm. all that horror lore, which is a very different thing, and that's why I like the way it rubs against it. And then you go straight into a bit where Genie, G- Jane, Jean, Jean mm. Genie, Janie is left work.
6: Genie. Genie. Genie, Gene Genie,
2: the Jean Genie is left work in a in a uh, Mark I mini, because it's got sliding windows rather than roll down windows. And um, Wind down, not roll down. You wouldn't roll the window down. She just then is chased by some hoodlums, isn't she? So the ho- yes. the hoodlums obviously know where the secret base of of MI eight is or whatever what? they're called, yeah. and and they kidnap
3: her. But that sequence is great. They have to smash the windscreen with a massive tire iron. <laughs> yeah, which he
2: holds up at her.
3: Yeah, which yeah. means <laughs> a, a large rat couldn't headbutt its way through. <laughs> The windscreen of a, of a car. But, it was a, exactly. I think it was a
2: Hillman Minx, the car in the book.
3: Wasn't yeah, it? exactly. So that rat's head would have to be a, a strong tyre iron.
0: <laughs> Nuts. So I mean, so yet more evidence that James Herbert was on drugs.
2: I think that the rat was maybe a crossbreed with a tyre iron. And All that's it. what James <laughs> Herbert hasn't disclosed. That's a great sequence. You see a lot of dirty, grotty London. And again, I, I really like that vibe where... Yeah. It's the flip side of the first film where you've now got this horrible, like I said, oil drum lane where Two and Son live. And then she comes, she turns up and it's like, ah, it's a dead end. And then these two guys smash the mini and that's it. Goodbye. Bye-bye Jean Genie. He's gone.
0: So, and then, so while she's been abducted by our satanic groups, it's then our, you know, the returning police officer, whatever his name is, I've forgotten. Oh, Murray, Murray says, Bill well, look, lads, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in his in this film, fantastic kind of platform shoes and flares,
6: yeah,
0: he, he sports throughout. And he says, "Well, look, I used to work with a guy, you know, and you know, this happened a couple of years ago, believe it yeah. or not, yeah. And let's go talk to Van Helsing,
3: who is aged twenty years, but it's on the time they get a walking corpse.
0: <laughs> we'll get onto the passage of time in this movie uh, shortly, and you know they go and see him, and he make, makes mention of the aforementioned Hellfire Club and all the rest yeah. of it." I did like the line, witches and goblins or whatever yeah. it is, and he went, well, you know, like, goblins are from fairy tales, they don't exist. Witches do exist, but 90% of Charlotte. <laughs> that's good, which I would really like that line. Oh, meaning the 10% of them aren't. I thought, oh, that's cool, I really like that. Yeah, And then he went, but of course, this may all be the work of, dun-dun-dun, Dracula! And I put Yes! The etching is
3: back! The return of the etching, yeah. <laughs> the return yeah. of the
0: etching! They were so glad they kept The that. amazing etching that everyone had. Yeah, I <laughs> know. they got more value for money out of the etching
2: of Dracula, which he <laughs> keeps in his study.
3: You can buy that online, That's by like, the way, if I'm brilliant. Can you? Whey,
2: of course what, you can. What I like about this scene is that they they all chain smoke for The entire. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Apart from Murray, just...
3: Murray Murray rejects the cigarettes. Oh, he, 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 he isn't offered one again. I noticed that. Oh Helsing's massive cigarette case.
2: Huge is... cigarette case. And and Peter Cushing smokes about fifty eight cigarettes. He holds
3: me. them in a strange way as well. He I... do, he. Do, what
2: well, he holds them like Peter Cushing. Uh, what I what I have to say about Peter Cushing again in this film. His hair looks incredible. <laughs> I think his hair looks like the best hair I've ever seen in. In the world, and secondly, he smashes his dialogue out of the park because yeah. he, ha- he has to utter some absolute rubbish in this. Point.
6: <laughs> as, as Van
2: Helsing, you're expected, but
3: he, he is so. Believable. How old was he at this point? He looks about ninety. He looks like Prince Philip going into hospital today, which is probably dead by the time this episode comes um,
2: out.
3: I, I, I'll
2: I'll Google this now. Go on, carry on, carry on. Hang right on. okay so oh this is
3: when joanna lumley turns up with some coffee Enter yeah joanna lovely, lumley lovely it's joanna recast
2: lumley. very comely joanna lumley as harry enfield once said in the 90s uh, i'd look online oh what,
0: what was the deal because i thought i was stephanie beecham already off in america pursuing fame and fortune by then but apparently on imdb it just says she was unavailable mm. <laughs> so they just recast her but yeah they, and they it's just kind of like oh you remember my granddaughter I don't yeah. know if they were going to do this as his other granddaughter, but no, it's supposed yeah. to be the same character. From yeah, she the
3: she's a completely different character. She's no longer a, a hippie in, into all these sort she's of... Learned the of she's, ways, the she's learned the error of her ways,
0: She's a scientist now. She's learned the error of her way. Two years
2: have passed and she's become a scientist. So that's fine. Peter Cushion at this point, by my reckoning, would have been 15... 50? 50... 50?! 58, 59.
3: No, he, he looks like he's in his 90s. He was
2: grieving the loss of his wife. I've told you that yeah, last time. It hit him hard. <laughs> it hit him very hard. And, and Helen and I were watching a film yesterday that Peter Cushing popped up in. He's a very thin man. When he's healthy and not grieving, so when he's grieving, he literally looks like a living skeleton. A but he's got the best hair. <laughs> his hair is so perfectly quaffed. That I just I I can't believe that it's not a wig. A beauty. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It should be in the Versailles. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very interesting that they'd obviously tweak Jessica for this film to make her fit yeah. in more. With. Yeah. To have
3: no character whatsoever.
2: She she was an assistant. For all and she's a bit more like Joe Grant to Pertwee's doctor, isn't she? Where she just bumbles into things in a silly way so you're told that she's intelligent but then all she does is sneak in sneak around behind people's backs, or, or
3: serve drinks
2: <laughs> serve drink or serve soup
3: in oh, weird... oh, oh yeah oh, can we can we, come, can we come to the more soup on later on <laughs> we'll get onto the I've soup i've written down what we? the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> she lets it be known that that Van Helsing knows one of the guys, it, uh, one of the four guys, and when you yeah. when you watch it the second time, you realise he was like, "Oh fuck, stop talking, stop talking." You yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Because
3: yeah, yeah. he's hiding the fact that he he's friends with one of the guys because he wants to go and uh, investigate himself before yeah. he he, that's right. he um, tells the, the coppers on, on him. He yeah. knows himself,
2: and that's Freddie as Julian, Doctor Julian.
3: The, the most famous scientist in the world, but anyone who takes a glimpse of him gets. He's won the Nobel know, Prize. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, but I I know every Nobel Prize winner by sight, don't you?
2: <laughs> She's a scientist, Cleves. We, we were told they were at university at the same
0: time. <laughs> yeah, but even the
3: police, <laughs> from the policeman, recognised him by, by sight as well. Yeah.
2: Well, that's when we didn't have a, a media Celebrity that was conflict. run by Murdoch and was just all articles about Kerry Katona and the Kardashians back in the 60s when the when the times was edited like by people like Harold Evans we had proper news stories ross
3: okay that was yeah. the
2: week that was was on that <laughs> was, exactly james david frost would let you know who these people were <laughs> 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 we cut to fabulous winter light and the albert hall oh yes <laughs> It's lovely winter light in this film. They must have shot it in like November, December.
3: Yeah, at two uh, like yeah. four in the morning, because again, yeah, no one's it, around. It looks
2: but that's, that's the point, Cleves. That's it's good, really Ross. good. <laughs> it's the of it. Oh, I didn't yeah. like it. But it was, didn't
0: nice like
3: fo- it. it was nice and foggy
2: It's nice and foggy. You're nice and foggy. <laughs>
5: Cinsano Bianco, signora. Uh, uh, Thank you. Ah, yes, gracias. Ah, due. No, 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 my a Cinzano as well.
2: Ah, oh, that's better. Uh, oh, can't
5: you just smell those Italian wines, suffused Cinsano with herbs and spices from, spices from, from four, four continents. Con- I'm being boring. Oops, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, right. um, Getting your head down, sweetie. Jolly good idea. From the house of
6: Cinsano, Cinsano Bianco.
0: big chris lee yeah these these scenes are intercut when uh, van Helsing goes to see the nobel winning scientist who's clearly under some kind of hypnotic suggestion he's not right is he's He's not right profusely not right he's he's all over the show he said i i grew the culture and then i exposed it to radioactive neutrons to create this super black plague and i thought well that's getting closer hammer well done in terms of science following their, their all over the show version on uh frankenstein where remember yeah. they put forward the idea that if you just give someone a genius a genius sculptor's hands yeah. they then will become genius sculptors themselves he
3: goes in he knocks over a uh this is a guy who we, we he knows going in works in deadly diseases mm. yeah he knocks over a petri dish and starts touching it with his bare hands I'll be like, yes. I'll be out of that room like a fucking shot. Uh, if... More, oh, well, uh,
2: what about the end?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. And what then... we
2: now know about is it... <laughs> they'd all be dead. But also, he, he's doing all this work in his flat.
3: Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but he's telling them, <laughs> the oh, this is a lovely <laughs> a
2: place you have
0: here. Yeah. You know,
3: this, this is no, um... oh, what's the name of the laboratory in the stone tape? <laughs> oh, <it's>... Ryan Electrics. <laughs> but he's, he's very sweaty. And he's got lots of hair growing on the top of his nose, which keeps getting backlit, <laughs> which, which really, really put me off. But the whole time I was thinking, I know that, man. I know that actor from somewhere. Oh I my God,
2: that. he's been around for years, Cleves. But
3: he was the teacher in Adrian Mole. He oh, was, oh, he was okay, Popeye right. Scrotum, or Scrotum, or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's how I, I had to go I had to go away and look that up. Freddie Jones. And then, in comes <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Uh, AKA Stephen Toast.
0: <laughs> you know, one one of the heavies... Yeah. of the Satanists and shoots Van Helsing and for a minute I thought whoa okay, from you know, about they...
3: how far away three metres a foot yeah, yeah not yeah. far away <laughs> so yeah. it's not the very far the bullet bounces off his head
0: Yeah, it grazes him doesn't it he, he just gets out of his way in time and then we see that he passes out Yeah, and what I've written down is why do they leave him alive exactly yeah so he obviously <laughs> shot, him to gotcha. shot him
3: to kill all you,
2: all you can say is that, that they're under orders to frighten him, not to kill him at so this point. why did point.
3: he f- aim the gun at his face at and, his and fire?
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> Dracula wants him alive, Cleves. that's obvious. All Dracula's right. controlling all of this with the power of his mind from the top of his skyscraper.
3: <laughs> Don't spoil the, the, the <laughs> enormous, exciting reveal. It Where is did... a great
2: reveal, though. <sighs> it is. It is.
0: When Van Helsing regains consciousness, we see that the scientists has taken his own life, but how they show it is really weird. First of all, you get like a crash zoom on his brown loafers. Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, the horror! Footwear! It is. Ah. Yeah. Casual
3: shoes! That's what you yeah. want me to zoom in on, was it, Gov? Oh, fuck it, yeah, come on, let's go. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then zoom in again on his face, which Ross just did a really great impression. I shared the uh, screenshot of the guys earlier, but it's, it's like brilliant. in our ongoing. Uh, recurring theme on this podcast of horror shots of people kind of going (laughs) (laughs) their tongue out looking looking either
2: dead or strangled So intercut with this part is this poor secretary Jean Genie's in bed, in the same bed that the prisoner was in, so it's not looking good
3: for her. Lots of banging
2: There's a lot of banging, the the window's banging, the door's banging, and then someone lets off a smoke bomb underneath (laughs) her door (laughs) But then in, comes, then in comes Christopher Lee as, as Count Dracula. Enter Big Chris yeah. Does q- quite a, a good smoochy kind of... Um, yeah, it's
3: quite erotic. Um, yeah, this is it's, um,
2: it's quite erotic. Yeah, I, I like that, yeah. It's literally the least erotic thing I've ever <laughs> seen. I, looking <laughs> oh, looking at a bowl of cornflakes is more erotic than this. Well, I'm easily um, triggered. <laughs> And then in the meantime, we've got Freddie Jones going,
3: evil rules. Yes. Uh, what
2: else does he say? Slap. Oh, there's a great bit where Peter Cushion slaps him <laughs> twice in the face. Yes, the effete um, slap of Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah.
3: Dracula comes in.
2: Yeah.
3: Hypnotises. She's all like lots yeah. of wide-eyed. Yeah, yeah, give it to me, give it to me. And then bites the neck, crunch. Ah! But a very yeah. orgasmic <laughs> arg a crow and, and, uh, flies
2: out by the sound exactly. of it. Exactly. <laughs>
3: you, you love my crow, crow voice. But I've got to say, yeah, love the outfit Christopher Lee was wearing in this one. I love that that, that little um tie pin in his... Um, yeah, it's got,
2: he's got like a three-button suit
3: on, hasn't oh, he? Yeah. He looks quite kind of... Um, Again, this is the costume... Carnaby Street. From, from this episode, this is the costume I'm going to wear. Um, <laughs> when we have the... Um, the, the General Witchfinders Convention. <laughs> Live. Yeah. On, on, the, on the Friday night. <laughs>
2: yeah. Where can, where can we do that? That's a chapter. Gotta be in chapter. In, no, no, no. It's got to be in a better theatre. I think National Film Theatre or somewhere like that. South Bank.
3: Whitby. Whitby. <laughs> Get the Goths in. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a, and... a great shot. He's carrying her down the corridor.
2: And it's obviously not him.
3: The cloak looks great at that point.
2: Yeah, but, but the wig and the fact that it's a different man doesn't look very good. <laughs>
3: uh, I was just so overcome with the erotic tension of it all. I couldn't see.
2: <laughs> I, was, I was staring at Cornflakes at that part.
3: Cut to Unbuttoned Shirt Man, Murray. They've, dri- they've driven Joanna Lumley all the way to the yeah. house to tell her, we don't need you here and we don't want you here. And um, they've
2: parked right
0: outside
3: the gatehouse
2: what, again. Exactly. That's what, that's what MI5 do.
3: Yeah. <laughs> park, park <right laughs> basically saying, in
2: plain sight. No, no one will think that we're spies if we <laughs> literally park outside. We park outside the <laughs> front gate.
3: How do they get in? Or they, do they lie? They like, yeah, yeah, they, they, they do. They, no, he just says, I'm the police. got to let me they in. They buzz
2: the intercom and say, we've had complaints that there was hoodlums in the area last night making a lot of noise from local residents. And the Chinese lady goes, there are no local residents. Ha, ha, ha,
3: ha, ha. Yeah, and then Joanna Lumley sneaks in behind them. But Joanna
2: Lumley d- d- is Joe Grant, sneaks in behind them. Lovely outfit,
3: it. yellow belt.
2: Yeah, great outfit. Finds a way into this cellar where Dracula's wives are obviously. Why are they chained up? Chain well, they're out of control. The Ross. They, they, they'll go and they're hungry vampires. They bite people. They'll go and bite the hoodlums in the Afghan coats.
3: <laughs> okay, I suppose so. You've got to control it'd them. Right, it'd be a right mess.
2: And they'll <laughs> use their
0: sexy hypnotic powers like Jane did. Yeah, yeah they've some very but...
3: attractive women in that basement. Well, the blonde one. But that's probably about it. But then the uh, the Jane is tied up to the wall. Yeah,
2: Jean Gene. Uh,
3: Jane, Jean, Jean Jean, Jean,
2: Jean Jean, Gene Tied to the wall. Jean
3: Jean, Uh John only comes goes to sort of let her out and then I, I was very interested in John Honey's eyebrows at that point.
2: Oh yeah, they're all dinner. It's very am, strange. Yeah,
3: uh, But then Jean Jeannie starts hypnotising her and then goes yeah. for the bite. But yeah. the vampires in these films are completely shit. They yeah. can't bite anyone. They're not very strong. Uh, easily <laughs> defeated. All you need to do is just sort of go ah ah, ah and like stand Run still from left to right. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Then there's a, they then... are
2: chained up at this point. But then there's right. a big then In, there's the, a slap. Is limited,
3: and then there's a slap fight. They all
0: slap it. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: And one of them grabs her boobs. Yes, yeah. Yeah,
2: that was odd, wasn't it? I did think that was odd. Whether she goes to Groper. Um Yeah. But but Joanna Lumley screams. And um, Marie and William Franklin are alerted to her screams. They run in. Oh yeah! And save Comedy her. Running. They run down some steps. They get go through two doors and then they save her. But in in the process, I think isn't Jean Genie is impaled? Then isn't she on? Uh... Yes,
0: because first of all, she's like, "Help me, help me!" She reverts yeah. back to normal. Yeah. yeah, and he quite rightfully thinking, she's a "Good fire." To- no, first of all, he, he thinks, well, look, good secretaries are hard to come by these days. <laughs> so, I'm uh, my best releaser. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he, tried, he tries to, to the smash the, up ah! a wine rack, and that doesn't work. And so then he, he, he smashes up a coffin, and then yeah. uses that as a, a stake. Is and it, stake
2: I, I don't know if you're thinking of it. Oh, yeah. No, no, no you And you see a nipple right at that, that. point. Yeah, you, yeah. Yes, you do it's, see it's a nipple. It's a
3: nipple-heavy film. A nipple-heavy. Yeah, there's a there's lot of... Something happened in the two years between... Men and women. There, there was lots more nipples in this film.
2: Yeah. There's no nudity at all in uh, Dracula AD nineteen seventy
3: two, I don't think, it's there? No, nope. And I would say sexier because of it.
2: Well controversial. Mm, on that bomb show. Oh, no, yeah. I think stop the podcast here. Drop the mic, please. <laughs> all afternoon
0: I've been watching that. I've been watching that sequence over and over
2: again. Oh no no no. Dracula AD nineteen seventy two was sexier.
0: He says on mic. <laughs> 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 trying to look cool. Uh, uh, How the hell do you
5: find a vampire? cloves of garlic there are many ways the symbols of good are used to combat the forces of evil the crucifix the word of god is written in the holy bible clear running water symbolizing purity and it lives in mortal dread of silver anything else the hawthorn tree which provided christ with his crown of thorns the light of day and a wooden stake driven through the heart what about the 23rd, the date that Keeley Yes mentioned? indeed, the 23rd of this month. That, I fear, is the worst of all. It is the Sabbath for the undead. What significance has that? There are satanic circles which govern our fate, and the fate of the earth, perhaps even the universe. Now, throughout history, there are certain times, certain dates, which are marked by awesome catastrophes. Each event, is carefully plotted and a definite pattern emerges. Every disaster this world has ever suffered coincides with the point wherein these circles meet and cross. In this century alone, they heralded the outbreak of two devastating world wars. And another disaster is imminent? Could be. The 23rd, that's the day after tomorrow. And this must happen tomorrow at midnight. Might even sooner. At that hour, the devil holds a balance of power, he marshals his
3: disciples, the living
5: and the dead. In satanic coven,s it is a celebration of supreme blasphemy, the Sabbath for the undead.
3: Then cut to dramatic yeah. soup eating. So yes,
0: <laughs> well, is it is it soup? soup.
3: Yes,
2: is it?
0: Which one bowl soup. was red? It's very silver.
3: thin. Yeah, blood, yeah. blood minestrone.
2: Is that a thin soup? I suppose. While while
3: they're having a, a debriefing at um, Van Helsing's flat, he's post got a, escape, he's got a big silver. Soup dish, which soup, is, yeah. soup terrine. that's tarrine. 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 It's it's a, it's a, tarrine, a large terrine soup, which he's he's serving up to everyone to have to have this weird red. Like, where, what? Where, how did this happen? <laughs> what happened?
2: And it's out this of is, um, it's, it's out of little s- things s- that look silver like silver but yeah. with two handles. Yeah, which they're
3: slurping out of. And I don't oh. think
2: they're silver cleaves. I think they're they're china, aren't they? They're oh, like white yeah. right china.
3: Oh.
0: But I thought that's very in keeping with that whole kind of nineteen seventies. Medical advice thing of if you've been involved in some dreadful, dreadful <laughs> kind of trauma, or just oh, just give him a cu- just have a cup of tea. Yeah. Oh, go on, have a cup of tea some and Luke sit down. You know, have some soup so, and
3: lots of cigarettes.
0: That's
2: probably yeah. what they did to the spy at the start. Just give him some fags and a cup of tea. You'll
3: no be all one right, really
2: <laughs> yeah, he's just smoked ten fags and died of emphysema. <laughs> um, but, yes, that that's a great scene because again, Cushing smashes his dialogue through mouthfuls and, of soup, and they have soup. I would I would say, th- this soup. was the the
0: apart from the madness of the soup. Yeah. This was the sequence that made me enjoy the film. <laughs> Number one, yeah. Peter Cushing talks about how there is a pat to history, yeah, and that there is I a, like a picture of it. Pattern, yeah, right, which is cool. And yeah, kind of breaks it breaks out like this illustration. And of course, if you've ever read or uh, From Hell, Alan Moore's mm. From Hell, mm. this is like one of the themes that he uses in that as well. Is that yeah. like, history has a, has a, like a dark architecture and that certain events recur at certain times. I thought, oh, that's really cool. And he says, oh, we're building up to one now, and then we're coming up to the devil's Sabbath. Yeah. They don't say the Sabbath, the Sabbath, Sabbath. which is good, which is the time when, you know, they're going to have the most. I thought, that's a cool idea. I really, really like that. Yeah. And then he then lays down on top of us on top. He goes, well, you know, it looks like what they were going to use is they're going to unleash this biological weapon Mm. on us, which we now know is black Plague times one million. And, and what Peter Cushing then they says, says, oh, but you know if they unleash that, that will kill everyone on Earth, and Dracula won't have anyone to feed off of. Peter Cushing says. Maybe this is what he wants. Yeah. Maybe he wants to die. I thought, His this final is revenge. great. Great idea. This is really great. Yeah, it's and
3: a that great whole idea. idea. Well, yeah, they're saying that he, he's, he's fed up of living forever. That he, wants, yeah. he wants this to end And I thought,
0: that's a brilliant idea. That's really cool. He doesn't that's want really to keep
2: great. being resurrected by idiots like Johnny it's... Alucard. Oh, uh, that's... Or, or, or Roy, <laughs> the blood of Roy Kinnear, I think, at some point gets Boy. splashed on him. <laughs> Which must be pretty tiresome. It's got the thing of where the colonel, who is played by an actor who is in every British film ever. But, as a colonel. As a colonel. No. Um, and probably advertised like tunes or something. Yeah, but at what point
3: the did they say, we don't need colonels in films anymore? And that, that <laughs> man.
2: I think they should bring them back. I li- I, I like having a colonel as an authority figure. I suppose well,
3: as, as National Service it waned, we yeah. didn't need so many military people in our films anymore. My my department
2: has been closed, my people are being arrested, and you're telling me it's vampires. Kind of hammers it home, that it's like a real world thing. And then the
3: top scientist me turns up with some coffee. coffee.
2: <laughs> Even
0: <laughs> though she's soon. just been through a massively traumatic event. I'm fine now. Thank oh, I'm you. fine, all right. I've, I've shrugged it off. <laughs> I wasn't bitten
2: by a vampire in I the I really end. like
0: that whole kind of Freudian Thanatos urge, if Freud only mentions it very briefly other... Freudian psychotherapists have developed that idea that mm. at heart all human beings want to destroy themselves but
6: mm. that that's what we want to
0: do and that's the cause of war even though rationally we know it's stupid why do that well because at heart we want to and we need to destroy ourselves mm. and again I was like well I'm really impressed already this film in comparison to
2: Dracula AD 1972 has got mm. much bigger themes something that piqued my interest stronger um, idea much stronger ideas because there's no ideas in Dracula AD 1972. Really, from, he's back. Yeah, young kids. It's it's an attempt just to update it. I gotta yeah. say,
3: though, talk as always. Talking to you guys has made this so much better. That, that, that I, watching I, it. Yeah, I hated it when I was watching it. I, just, <laughs> I was like, this is the this is so shit. It's a brilliant I hate film. It. But talking you, talking Ross, just James... you,
2: gave, you gave the rats a hundred out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> And you and you read it three times.
0: So we're building up to the end now. He says, "Ah, oh, yes, two years ago, and mm-hmm. on the site of St Bartholomew's Church, yeah. I fought Dracula for the last time." And you yeah. know, they resisted doing any flashback sequences there. And then he was like, "The other day, I was out and I was walking past the office block, which now stands in its place, and there's an amazing blue plaque."
3: Yeah. <laughs> All they needed to have was a little bit of wooden spoke sticking out of the ground. <laughs> <That old> ground.
0: <laughs> As as was in 1972. But then I thought about it. He then says, that, that what's the name of the industry again, Ross? CD Denim. DD Denim. DD Denim, right? It's massive. It's yeah, huge. It's a huge it's, building, And you're but... like, wait a minute. So he's been seen off again in 1972, Yeah. resurrected, and built this multinational corporation in under in 18 years. months. Yeah. And I just put, get Dracula on The
3: Apprentice. <laughs> he wins. Get Dracula, fucking going. sort of out COVID.
2: Uh, there you go. <laughs> I thought similar things, but I thought that it's more—it's more flattering in that they the way that they're kind of pertaining to the fact that Dracula is meant to be this kind of military genius. He's not just someone that just walks around in films and bites people. Because mm. this is what Christopher Lee always had the problem with—that they never yes. invested any character into the character, and all he had to do. I think one of the films he has no dialogue at all. <laughs>
3: He I does think, talk too much in this film, my friend. I guy. think Dracula, Prince no, of Darkness. No, I like that he had yeah, dialogue. Yeah, I, like, I like him What, too, even yeah. the silly accent? Yeah, that's amazing.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: So oh, come on. You, you can't play the silly accent card, Ross, when you really love Bram Stoker's oh, Dracula. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that is where, where the you've... best. <laughs> where, where I love it. Where
2: you've got? Okay, go on, carry on, <laughs> carry on. Just It's just Winona Ryder, that is. All of it.
0: Yeah. It's
7: just amazing. All of
2: it. Um, <laughs> so, William Franklin, the colonel, Inspector Murray and Joanna Lumley go off in their over P5B to stake out the mansion for seemingly no reason. They stand there with binoculars, Murray and Joanna Lumley. While this is happening, there's a really good twist where Franklin walks back to the car and finds that the colonel has been shot, which I had forgotten happens. And I think that's a really good reveal that we see him get boom. shot, don't we? Boom. Oh no, no, the Colonel is was, dead in colonel the car. Colonel's dead already, and then we the yeah, colonel Frank- is dead in the car, and then we see William Franklin get shot about ten times yes. with really yeah. good blood effect. Which at that point had only just been invented. I think they were invented for the Godfather, which was the Whoa. year before. Oh. Okay. So that's when you see when you see The Godfather shot at the end of the Godfather. I think that's the first time that you see those effects where blood is bursting out of people. Um, so that's actually quite a kind of cutting edge effect. For this film at that point. Intercut with that. There's a lot of intercutting with this film where you see one set of action happening while another thing is happening as well. So, Which while... is really yeah.
3: annoying for podcasts and purposes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you see Lorum and Van Helsing doing his vampire hunting preparation by melting a silver crucifix and, and casting it into a bullet yeah. in a pair yeah. of very fancy bullet pliers. Yeah.
3: Which he has a bit of trouble bashing <laughs> on.
2: They, they're very pleased with, this, with, it, with that scene, aren't they? There's a lot of And then aside. he's holding the little, very small bullet.
0: Mm.
3: And it's a, it's a lot of preparation for something which is, has no payoff at all later on.
2: So then we've got the next scene where he goes to confront Dee Dee Denham in his J.G. Ballardian skyscraper. Which I loved. Which it's a, a great like, shot looking I agree, up John, at it, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got
0: a total Ballard vibes off of it. Well, really kind of 70s London. Yeah. And I, and I like, like, you can say, oh, well, they didn't have any extras in it. Cause they couldn't afford them. But I love the fact that there was, like, nobody there. Yes. Like, this and stripped it, away, empty building. Brilliant. I like that.
3: Apparently, it was a famous tower block in London. It was the tallest tower block in London. It's, it's Point. Yeah, and apparently, it was famously empty for a long period of time, for oh, some yeah, reason. Oh,
2: right, okay. Because Dracula lived in it. <laughs>
0: they turned them very recently into expensive flats, which they then couldn't sell because they're mm. too expensive. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, empty again. The curse of Dracula.
2: And I think that scene is a very good... Yeah. It, it's like the modern equivalent of Dracula's castle, isn't it? He's up there. Yeah.
3: But no, it's not. It's D.D. Denham. It's some, someone completely different to Dracula.
2: So then he goes in and he talks to the clove kind of character, or eagle kind of character, who is just the security guard. Night yes. security guard, which I really like that kind of idea as well. Where he's like, oh, he doesn't see no one. He doesn't see no one. And it, he's the kind of yokel character, isn't he? But Another then CCTV. the CCTV spots him and he's allowed to go up and press the red button in the lift and go up and see Dee Dee Denham. And then I think it's a brilliant scene for the last in the series where these two greats are reunited on camera and they have a fantastic kind of tete-a-tete.
3: But were you meant to at any point? To think that wasn't Dracula.
2: Well, no, because you can see oh. him. Oh,
3: you can see him. So, so what, no. why, why go for the whole pretense of him doing a weird act, a pretend accent? It's um... not a pretend accent. That's
0: his accent. No, no, right? he changes.
3: That's... No, that's a, he does a fake voice. He does a fake voice when he's having, when he's pretending to be someone else, and then he changes his voice after that point.
2: <laughs> oh I missed that. that <laughs> James so in faces. Well, I think he's just doing his original Hungarian, Hungarian... voice. as Count Dracula, yeah. isn't he? Okay. I disagree. Okay. I don't agree. <laughs> Professor Van Helsing. Mr. Denham.
4: I have been expecting you. I rather thought you might. Please sit down. You. I have been expecting you ever since Julian Keeley took his own life. Or was he murdered? He was a servant. Of this foundation.
5: I am the master. His nerves failed him. The project he was working on was enough to shatter anyone's nerve. It is merely a deterrent, nothing more. There is a group of us who are determined
4: that the decadence of the present day can and will be halted. A new political regime is planned to lend weight to one's arguments Amid the rush and whirl of humanity, it is sometimes necessary to be persuasive. Persuasive? There are a few vague rituals, it is true. A little occultism, a touch of mysticism at Pelham House, nothing more.
5: Evil begets evil. There is an unholy aura in this place. And it is not a question. Of a little occultism or a touch of mysticism, Mr. Dedham. It is vampirism, and there's a host of damned souls at Pelham House.
2: And this, at this point, is only Dracula's second scene in this film, and that's one hour and three minutes in, which is quite weird. You've got this brilliant Holmes and Moriarty kind of scene here. I think they both know, I think they're both meant to know that he is Dracula, but they're doing this weird.
0: Shadowboxing.
2: Peter Cushing has to have another cigarette at this point, which he says helps him to concentrate, goes for the lighter on Dracula's desk, then very badly and unconvincingly knocks some books onto the floor. As he picks up the books again, he slips in his Bible and puts those on the desk. And then you've got this very weird sequence where Count Dracula is waving his arms about and then puts his arm... (laughs) Totally unrealistic place, but touches the Bible, which then sets off the a puff of smoke. Which is yeah. which, which makes me forgive the fact that his arm just goes in the most stupid one of the 200,
3: 200 fallibilities of, of vampires, <laughs> they are, they are the, the worst villains ever. And everything and anything is yeah. a, a fallibility to a vampire, yeah.
2: sunlight, water, bibles. Twix. Twigs. <laughs> Twigs. Twigs. <laughs> yeah, you find out that he's Dracula. The kind of four horsemen
3: of the apocalypse pop up.
2: Uh, but they're down to... Are they down to three or two now? I can't remember. They... they. Well, Van Helsing's
3: ho- meant to be one of the apocalypse. Yeah, so
2: they apprehend Van Helsing and then he becomes the stand-in for Freddie Jones. And then they're like, oh, we're going to go off to our uh, luxury country pad now where we've captured your granddaughter... Jessica, See van Hilsen at that point is is very angry.
3: Well, we've missed when he tried to shoot him with his little gun. Oh yeah,
2: well, he tries to shoot him, and then it's it's knocked. The gun is knocked out the way, isn't it? And, and he misses, which is a bit pathetic.
3: A waste of um. Setup.
2: We cut back then to the country pad where Inspector Murray wakes up in the cellar because he's been kidnapped mm-hmm. from the Rover P five B because he finds out that the Colonel is dead, and then we have a, a, a strange kind of echo of the scene in the first Dracula film when the first ever screen wife of Dracula or bride of Dracula tries to seduce Jonathan Harker in the first Dracula. She tries it on in exactly the same way with, uh, with Inspector Murray. And I think that's something that they're trying to make really obvious at that point. Did you know that this film wrapped exactly 15 years to the day to the wrapping of the first hammer dracula
3: i do now john wow so
2: it's like it's this film for me is a is a really good end of cycle with these hammer films
3: i can't believe that they fit them all into 15 years why didn't they unchain him at that point if they want them to kill him why why leave them in 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 a position where he's just out of uh, reach of all ross i've i've gotten
0: even better why why didn't they (laughs) later on why is it that when one of the, the uh the afghan coat wearing henchmen comes in to attack him we've established that they've got access to guns. Why does he come to attack him with a small metal bar? Some metal bars
3: uh, <laughs> uh, will channel electricity. Here, so. Well, there you go, yeah, yeah. right?
0: There, I think you've just answered your own question. Yeah. The
3: mise-en-scene, mate. Yeah, it and there it, was it a doesn't point make any sense. Where he he falls backwards against the, 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 the brick wall, which is obviously yeah. is a load of, like, Printed bricks on a bit of paper, which is like wobbles (laughs) in the the wind. In the
2: wind, the Chinese lady comes forward, tries to seduce him. She is dispatched, probably the first and only time in in a vampire or a horror film, by a dibber, which you use for planting seeds in the garden. Uh, After
0: after he throws a net over her, which totally bewilders
2: her. (laughs) He
3: throws a net over her. It worked in Roman times.
2: Then he finds (laughs) a load of um, plant pots and a handy dibber and a handy hammer, and he uh, dispatches her with a dibber. So that's the weirdest. Like, if Monty Don was on hand to uh, kill vampires...
3: Monty Don looks like Frankenstein. I always think he (laughs)
2: looks... He looks like... He looks like Frankenstein's Frankenstein.
3: creature, Creature. Ross. Sorry. No, as James, Adam Frankenstein. James said, his name's Adam Frankenstein. <laughs> Adam. Adam.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: he wears Frankenstein's clothes and he, he looks like a reanimated giant man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Take that out. As anyway, well, he, he might listen to this
3: podcast. <laughs> I don't care. You, you've slagged off Neil Gaiman. I'm going to slag off Monty Don.
2: <laughs> I like Monty Don, though. I don't care about Neil Gaiman. Um,. So then at this point, there is a, another great twist, which is another bit of Don Houghton's like clever writing. The vampires are dispatched with a sprinkler system, which I absolutely nice. love.
3: Yeah, and that a weird video effect is... A is, really weird, weird video weird effect, effect. Yeah. yeah.
2: I don't know what effect that is. No. and I, It obviously I looked shit when they,
3: when they edited it, and they go, what are we going to do? Yeah, oh, put
2: but, an effect on
3: it. Do a bit of quantile okay. on it. What, yeah. I, what I've written, my, my yeah. notes for
0: that sequence are, kids. Take health and safety seriously, <laughs> right? Because a sprinkler system, a working operating sprinkler system, yeah. comes to our it's hero's not, rescue.
3: Yeah, it's not just right? fire. Yeah, there it's you vampires go, you <laughs> you're saving yourself. It's not just
0: vampires. Exactly. <laughs> Don't ever underestimate a working sprinkler system. All you need
3: yeah. to dispatch the, the age-old... The undead. The undead. It's a little bit of running water. Yes. Yeah. Like spitting on them? Could you spit on them? them. It's got to right. be which, pure well, no, no, water. No, no, Not no, no, because
0: it's going to be pure. That's right, because Van Helsing says, "Um, clear running water, which yeah. reminds them of purity. Purity. <laughs> at one point. That's
2: what he says, purity, which yeah. reminds them of purity. So at this point, um, our hero, Inspector Murray, who I think should have gone on to get his own series after this. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe we they can could've. write some fan fiction what? for that. There you go. Yeah, Fine. so he go he escapes, but at that point... Where are all the other Hell's Angels? He's in this house. It's absolutely empty. Like, where is everyone? So he he goes, he finds Jessica, who's laying out on the slab, ready to be turned into Dracula's bride. Um... And then he goes upstairs to find the control room, the computer room, and he, he's looking on the CCTV, and he sees that... He flicks one switch which was exactly the right <laughs> switch. <laughs> but he finds that the four horsemen are in there with Jessica, but, but he you can't, can't see Drac- Dracula on the CCTV, cool. nice. I love which that is cute. a great touch. But then a guy comes in, Ben Mungo Jerry comes in, I'm kicks mean. him in the balls <laughs> yeah. with, a, with a, like a really comedic kind of facial expression. But then the Hells Angel is electrocuted by, as we say, sticking his tyre iron in a computer.
0: Yes, he he just (laughs) comes in to beat him up with an iron bar despite having access to guns. And they have a very, very poorly choreographed fight <laughs> yeah. sequence. That, and that fight yeah. goes and on then, much
3: longer than we described it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: He electrocutes himself, and I noticed that as he was being electrocuted, he also kind of like pulled some wires over his chest <laughs> for an effect. He goes, oh, Ooh, oh, oh, and
2: I'm still being electrocuted. And then he falls face down in front of the camera and obviously falls onto Is that a what causes the fire? There is a fire, Yes. There?
3: yes. So that oh. I, I find that all of these films we're watching. Yeah. By this point, I completely yeah. lose lose the plot of what's going on, <laughs> why anything lost. is happening.
2: It's really easy to follow, please. <laughs> it's like, you know, a um, guy sticks a tire iron in a computer, uh, <laughs> it explodes. He, he, he explodes, he falls on a mattress, and then the floor falls in. And the and, house and sets on fire. Sets the house on fire.
3: <laughs> While this but is but it doesn't, because, because that house, obviously, they couldn't do too many fire effects in there. Yeah. There, there are lots of points where. People are jumping away from fire, and then there's a a flickering yellow light on them (laughs) from another view. (laughs) We're in
2: the room. Dracula is convincing, through the power of his mind, one of his four horsemen to crush the vial of. Vial? Vial? What are they called? Vial. Vial. Yeah, of, uh, of black. Black Death, Maximus, Maximus bacillus yeah. pestis, which is that's... not what they call it in the film, but you know, now oh, I, sounds I, I, cool. Yeah, that's
3: the name of our band.
2: <laughs> More scientific than Hammer managed, John. <laughs> so he crushes that, and then instantaneously is is infected and and gets lots of um...
3: yeah, and and almost dies. This eternity, which makes that play completely useless. If you die instantaneously from from catching it, yeah. it's never going to spread. No. Anyway, just, but he rides around. I got excited about that lovely. point, and it was very short. And I realised that I was too more excited <laughs> than I needed to be in order to make that point.
2: So <laughs> He's covered in boils. He's roaming around. There's some very dubbed moaning noises, and then obviously there's ex- the explosion. The room catches fire. Inspector Murray rushes in rescues Jessica. The other two guys leg it and you never see them there again. again. They yeah. go home to their wives. Busy day at the office, darling. Oh, very oh. busy, darling. We, have, we just avoided the apocalypse. I, I've been a slave to a vampire for the past there two may years. Be some, there may be some awkward questions <laughs> in the press over the next few days. <laughs> They'll have to appear stood at a gate with their wives eating a, <laughs> eating a hamburger.
3: I was just got to say, there's no kids. I was about <laughs> to say,
2: DLT styleee <laughs> with, with their
0: own tape recorder to make sure they're not being misquoted. First this off, is... let's just get one thing clear it's not kids. <laughs> <laughs> the best press conference ever by David Lee Travis during the U-train.
3: quite, oops.
2: All of this can stay in the podcast because. <laughs> yeah. This is in
0: the
3: public what sphere, want. okay? He came
2: down the path. We can put, put a picture up with the podcast if you want. DLT. I've, got, I've probably still got it on my phone D- somewhere. You've got to a it
3: on your back. DLT. Oh, you know
2: it. DLT can be the cover of this review. Satanic <laughs> <So> turn <tell him laughs> Dracula with a picture of DLT. So, um, So Jessica is saved. Dracula then goes to fight Van Helsing. There's a really nice tracking shot of Dracula at that point. Peter Cushing goes to throw a chair at Dracula, <laughs> but actually throws it through a window, jumps out the window, Dracula follows in. So I presume, I presume that at this point, you're left to think that the fire will destroy the, the plague and the infected man, because he'll burn to death and the fire will, yeah. you know, rid us of...
3: Rid, or, of rid or you just assume that you, you stop thinking about that. <laughs>
2: yeah, well... Like you stop thinking about the two guys who have legged it. Yeah. And then we have Peter Cushing running into a forest, he's for he's
3: followed Four by mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. he's followed by uh Christopher Lee as uh, a slow pace. Dracula. <laughs> Very yes. slow pace.
3: So there was a point where all that everything you said was happening and Dracula was just watching.
2: Yeah. He's yeah. Just like Smiling. Nothing. Smiling.
3: smiling grimacing the, the, the i thought it was quite chilling i
2: thought it was quite chilling that he was just smiling
3: <laughs> he could have just killed everyone <laughs> just ripped them ripped them to pieces
2: <laughs> and then peter cushing goes through a bush with his camel coat on gets a bit of his camel coat caught on the bush and he's like hang on this is Hawthorne." earlier on in the film <laughs> i mentioned Hawthorne. I <laughs> earlier on it. in the film i mentioned that Hawthorne is very bad because it's what crowns. Uh, no, what? Well, Christ crown thorns. Thorns was made of yeah. yeah. So I'm going to wait here for Count Dracula. In fact, I'm going to call Dracula over to see... And he's Dra- so
3: stupid. This, <laughs> so, this person who's, who, who's managed to build this big uh, multi corporation or, in
0: under two years. Yeah, he's yeah.
3: managed to um, pull all of this together to build this plague and all this, yes. destroy the world. He's so stupid. You can go, Dracula, Dracula. <laughs> Come this right, bush! Mate. come through this bush. <laughs> You'll oh, oh, get a bit watch scratched. Over here. Oh, oh. Keep coming. So he goes Keep into coming. the bush,
2: and I did wince at this part because the bush looks genuinely very thorny and horrible. Apparently, he mm.
3: did he did hurt himself. Oh real really? Yeah.
2: So he's pushing he's a trooper, through he's... <laughs> he's pushing through the bush, getting a bit scratched. Peter Cushing is watching him, going, "I don't really know what to do next." But then he notices there's like one of those fences made out of like wooden bits with wire. Conveniently,
3: can I just tell a story here? Um, yeah, and we might need to cut it out. Yeah, so when we were uh younger, when you,
2: when you say we, do you mean you? I, yes, yeah,
3: because I'm the only no. one who does any work on this podcast. So, <laughs> <woo>! oh, amazing, <laughs> here we are. James has sent us this, Ross. That's
2: the picture that's going on the front of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there it is,
3: Dave Lee Travis <laughs>
2: is Dracula.
3: <laughs> 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 well, we need that recorder. Zoom. Um, I
0: Aang chi that. says, uh, Aang Chi said I kept her going while she was in prison." Everyone, <laughs> don't forget that.
3: <laughs> so when I was younger, me and my friends were um, we were playing in the field over by the girls' grammar school, and we came across a lad who was uh, known as Potty. <laughs> <laughs> who, he was cr- crouched in a bush, burning in all his school books. Oh. But you Ross, you should point
0: out that he was somewhat of a, a local character he was, he, 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 was, he was
3: a local scary lad. Who, if you went if, down the shops, you were you you'd be really scared if he was sitting on the bin was, by the shops. Was he
2: mentally unwell uh, or yeah, like he, he just had a face.
3: He had a face tattooed on his ass and if he um, bent over he could <laughs> and an make... ass
2: tattooed on his face. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Um he was burning all his school books and we came across him and we were just frozen with fear. <laughs> at that point.
2: Who is we at this point?
3: Cliff? My brother and a boy called He's probably... he's probably dead <laughs>
2: he's probably dead
6: <laughs> <laughs> most of the mate. people
3: I grew up with are dead now <laughs> <What the> <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs>
2: and you're laughing <laughs> but it's so, I'm, it's I'm alive you get no, oh, all the people
3: mean. on my estate have all died oh right yeah okay. they all crash their cars or, or whatever <laughs> um <laughs> And we Jesus were just frozen. We was, we was like, fuck, it's podgy <laughs> What we gonna do?
2: What year was this, Cleve? I was like, so as well. The way, <laughs> the way you're describing this. It's still alive. I, I imagine it as at least like 1974.
3: <laughs> I was probably, how old would I Mean First year at How old oh, was that, Jim?
2: Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. So I think I think that like he had been expelled from school,
3: and it was just some kind of ritual burning of books that he was doing on his own. And I think that we came across it. And Catholic. It, yeah, and he started talking. To, I can't remember. He was just talking to us about how much he hated school, and and, and, and um, you've got to leave this in. Just <laughs> it, just, just speak speak the relief. names out. And um, we were just so frightened of this boy. <laughs> And um, we just stand there with fit, And then we went, run! And we all ran. <laughs> uh, and uh, me and my brother running. And uh, my brother goes, get your knife out! And I was running. And I had a pen knife I got for my birthday. <laughs> and running, I got my knife out! I got my knife out! And, uh, and uh, oh my unfortunately, God. Oh. was quite a large boy. And um, he, couldn't, he couldn't run as fast as we could. Oh. <laughs> and, and he got caught by Poshy no I just kept running, running, <laughs> holding my penknife, and I jumped onto jumped onto a, a bench, and then jumped onto the top of a uh, uh, fence, and and just vaulted over it, and kept running, yeah. Yeah. leaving my my little brother behind, yeah. who was stuck behind this fence, and he couldn't screaming. get out. Of, yeah, screaming, and the
2: mercy, yeah, the
0: mercy. Yeah. of
3: him. Right.
2: you you were like Robert Carlyle in Twenty Eight Weeks Later, weren't you? Yeah, running away from the house, <laughs> and it was all like bushes.
3: It's all thorn bushes, and he was like trying to get through these thorn bushes to get over this fence. Who was your or your brother? My brother, right. um, and he was like, getting impaled by all these thorns, and eventually he got over there. And, and we were so scared of Podgy, but we were also scared of my mum. But <laughs> I had to pull these porn these fawns out of his skin. Like quite long, probably about an inch Ooh. long, pulling them out of his Ooh. bleeding legs. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going right, to do? Right, what are um, we going to do? He's got
2: like, He's
3: got It's going to kill him. He's going to kill did, him. Did, I don't did, know. Did, We're both trying. What are you describing from... <laughs> It's so
2: much like um, the film with Martin Freeman that we've talked about before. Is it no Ghost Stories? Story. It's, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's yeah. that.
2: It's like that.
3: Find, uh, oh. Eventually... My brother just covered oh. in blood, just dripping from all these holes in his Carry. legs and arms. Yeah. <laughs> just came walking along, and it's just, it's just a really sad. I like, gotta say, this guy turned out to be like the most out gay guy, which no we way. probably know at our school, but completely we didn't realise. He just, he's uh, just, yeah. a, he's just a lovely guy. He won him over. Yeah, just won him over. The power of the power of compassion won him over. Yeah, told him his life story and just how how persecuted <laughs> he felt from school. And he just said. Oh, you know, you I just I just feel really sorry wow. for him. I just wow. I, I, Ross,
0: you realise that that just basically just sounds like a proto episode of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I'm gonna
3: beep out all the names he, for that, but um Yeah, yeah, so he, he just needed he Bodgy just needed to be understood. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I just just remember my brother being stuck in that bush. <laughs> <laughs> and I also remember there was someone walking their dog oh. and he was bang he was shaking the fence, going, Help me, help me And they just <laughs> walked past <laughs> Oh my! Where, was God. this in pool? Yeah, pool. Yeah. Yeah, it's in pool. pool. <laughs> it was <in> a <laughs> date in pool. pool. By, by the sewage farm. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> theory man. Theory man. So okay. anyway, yeah. Christopher Lee pushes through this bush. <laughs> Peter Cushion's there in his camel. And then he's
3: on the floor like air, gnashing. So then feet, he trips, air, which is the poster of the film.
2: <laughs> yeah, it? it is. And his foot gets captured by a root. Root. He can't escape, and then. Peter Cushion grabs this stake out of this fence, does him
3: with Not it. in his heart.
2: Yeah, that's what I
3: noted that. <laughs> yeah. to
2: start, but
3: towards like the end, but it guts. cuts
0: back later. Up it looks like it's it ended up... But to, it, the initial entry is like through his stomach. I would always be really, yeah. really
3: yeah. anxious about killing a vampire, That it'd be really oh. hard to actually hit the heart, wouldn't it? Yes,
2: which is the one... that which is the old one in uh, Dad's Army who does, they don't like it up, him. is that free. Jones? Oh, no, 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 no. Jones, uh, that's Jones, Jones, that's Jones. Yeah, so he does it in more of the style of him, doesn't he? Going, they yes. don't like it up, I'm sir, they don't like it up, I'm sir. But that's more like what Dark he aliens. does. And then, yeah. so the, the ending really, I think is really, really downbeat. And it, just it ends, doesn't resolve
3: it? anything. No. There no. No end, there's no coder. It's a bit film. of an anti-glyx. In the background, there's, there's like this, this infected man just goes, <laughs> touching Burnie. policemen and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> the next film will just be the city from James Hope of the Rats. It's not the rats <laughs> that killed the world. It, it's a, This is where the two universes convene. So,
2: I love the film until the last five minutes, and and I think it's really sad that the series ends on this really weird, not very good, du where... He's just hanging there, isn't he? And Peter just Cushing's holding, holding him that in, in the, the
3: ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. In just lock- the ring, yeah. Does he take on the mantle of the, oh, of the Prince does. of Oh, maybe he does. Maybe
2: he does.
3: That is why he looks so eman- emancipated. I'm saying the wrong word again. Emaciated. Emaciated. Emancipated. 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 <laughs> I'm free. I'm
2: free from Christopher Lee. <laughs> Run. He starts wearing a white dress and a purple sash and goes around. Votes yeah. for women. I think it's sad that... What I find is a really strong film. The series ends on this funny little kind of nothing. They, it's a, it's an awful rubbish
3: just... way for the vampire to die. He, yeah, he, he walked through a bush. Yeah, and that and, and got stuck and then got stabbed by a fence. It's presumably
2: just... they all thought, oh, we'll be back here again in next year. It's See you all. I and think Christopher
3: Lee was so like pissed off of it by this point. Were yeah, you, you... I
2: I read that he said that he
0: didn't like it and he felt that his character was a mixture between Doctor No and Howard Hughes. But I think, oh, that's a, that's a great shame. You know, that's why you shouldn't ever really listen to actors. So <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a really cool idea. Yeah, the yeah, that yeah. You would yeah. use this this power. Yeah. this has got a dark otherworldly power to become a person of influence. Yeah. Pulling the strings from behind the scenes. Yeah. That's a far more better take than just him loitering about a church. <laughs> uh, <laughs> In yeah. The, you
2: know, 80s. I think it's a much better Dracula film than... I'm sure at some point we'll get to all the other ones in this series. I think it's a better Dracula film than the majority. It's much better than Dracula is risen from the grave. Right. It's better than Dracula, Prince of Darkness. It's just much more enjoyable. It's, it might even be... You might even think it's better than Dracula, which it, some people who, if they ever listen to this... If hearing me say that will cause some people's heads to explode. The thing <laughs> is, though, man, I, I've
3: heard that Dracula story has been told so many times now. It could be the best version of it. It'd be like, but because I know what the story is, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not interested, anyway. Uh, and a... as, as James James was saying earlier, I'm a massive fan of the Francis Ford Coppola version of Dracula. Yeah. So that for me is that's that's the best version in my mind. So, uh...
2: right. i did that on purpose then i know i do like it i i do like it but i don't i don't i'm not as fond of it as i am of these films because these films for me are like meeting up with old friends because i've watched them literally for my whole life and i these two are probably my favorites Mm -hmm. out of all of the hammer films besides plague of the zombies which is something i think we should do for this podcast as well because there are two characters in there who definitely should have had their own series and they should do big finish uh, mm-hmm. dramas with the characters. So I'm sure we'll get to that at some point.
3: But um, So, John, would you recommend this film?
2: I would recommend this film 100% to someone who I thought was going to get it. I wouldn't recommend it to someone whose favourite film was like The Age of Ultron or some <laughs> fucking bullshit <laughs> like that. Because I don't even know what that is. I haven't seen any Marvel films. I couldn't care less. I don't care about... of contemporary popular culture I couldn't care less about. And if it's someone who's watched Bridgerton or watched that thing about the stupid girl playing chess, you know, or all that shit, I don't care. So I wouldn't show it to them, but I'd show it to people who I think are going to get it. And I know that they would extract the maximum amount of enjoyment from this film, which is a huge amount. It's a rich seam to be mined.
3: What would you give it out of five, John? Oh, ten. No, you can't just keep making up scores.
2: <laughs> well, it's a five.
3: Five, okay. I'm putting that in my spreadsheet. No.
2: <laughs> with all of the, even with all of the er- errors in it, it's so immensely enjoyable and fun.
3: Mr. Randall, would you recommend this film? And what score would you give it?
2: Based on what I was
0: talking about earlier and its kind of touchstones and resonances with kind of British culture that I really, really enjoyed. And the fact that it almost had that, kind of, as John said, that kind of almost J.G. Ballard feel to it at certain points. Mm. I did enjoy watching it. It's the thing that I've, we've, I've enjoyed so far Ooh, well. on, on General Witchfinders. Finders. So yeah. I would give it a three out. Oh,
3: That's very
0: good, James. Thank you.
3: I'm sure you've given other things three. But...
0: Okay, well, three and a half, then. Three, three and a half, oh. yeah. I
2: think you gave last week's three, whatever we did last week. Okay. Stone, stone tape. Stone tape, yeah, so
0: three and a half. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is, I enjoyed this more than stone tape. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's more...
2: Half. It's it's not as good as the stone tape, but it's more enjoyable. There's, there's more interesting things to reflect yes. on for me
0: than the, the, some of the madness in stone tape.
2: Whereas the stone tape, you know it's really, really good but you don't necessarily enjoy it as a rollicking, good, oh, fun kind
3: yeah. of... I love the stone tapes so much. Anyway... Did you? I was going to give this a one before oh, before wow. before I spoke to you guys You're about insane, it. You're insane, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Talk yeah. to you guys have, have have pushed this up to me. Yeah. Hooray! Two a two. Yeah. To or, <laughs> or two. Yeah, it's, it's it a two. Progress, <laughs> John. Progress. Yeah, it was my least favourite. I, I just wow. felt... I felt I you
0: thought likely. that that was worse than the
2: rats?
3: Yeah, definitely. I felt. Wow. I oh my I god! I felt. I felt it was boring, dull, what, wh- um, and uh, ugly. However, ugly. It's a really beautifully shot film. No, I just felt. No, I hated. <laughs> no, no. Next. <laughs> I just felt. I just. As I was watching it, it's was like, I. It's similar to some of the, <laughs> the people things you guys have been saying about when you was reading the rats, for example, I was just yeah. like. Oh, this is just a waste of my time and i i was so pissed earlier i was like i can't remember anything about that film i watched on monday i'm gonna have to watch it now while i meet my dinner Again. and do i was not like take notes i do but they yeah. don't make any sense it just, oh, just... Ross. but yes however yeah. speaking to you guys yeah. is, i feel like we could make a much better Better version <laughs> of that film. <laughs> we like, You think this every
0: week? No. But however,
3: no, I think that talking through those ideas, you go, "Yeah, that's a brilliant idea." We, yeah. That's a brilliant. That's a, do more of that. <laughs> Don't just do like people chained up gnashing their teeth. At. I'm going to give it a two point five. Oh Jesus Christ. Now for something horrific. <laughs> in the
2: two-week gap between episodes, Cleaver, who voraciously consumes all in front of him, food, pizza, <laughs> air, um, is also consuming television and reading, like David Bowie's character in The Man Who Fell to Earth*. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's got ten screens on in front of him. <laughs> and, and electrodes uh, are going into his eyes. Oh, uh, and me and James oh are God. like uh, Ross. We can't read stuff this quick or watch it.
3: Come on, guys! What what have you done? Tell I've me something. Got, tell me so something. I've got a book here, which right. is
2: what, which is what I'm reading at the moment. Which is called Night Terrors: The Ghost Stories of E. F. Benson. So he was a contemporary of M. R. James. So I was inspired to read his stories by the knowledge of his kind of friendship of friendship with M. R. James. They're not as good as M. R. James's but they are of acceptable quality. It looks and like a I nice book. It is a nice book. I I could probably write stories as good as this. That's how good they are.
3: But You do write not... very good stories, John, but you write them quite slowly. I'm just going to finish them, yeah.
2: <laughs> mm. I mean, you can see how many stories he's got in here. It's mm. really, really thick. That looks but, cool. um, The one I'm reading at the moment is quite funny, where a man has been run over by a steamroller. They're all kind of 1920s and, and before, I would say. A man has been run over by a steamroller, comes back as a ghost, but then still goes to the seance that he planned to go to and then finds out that the medium in the seance is, in fact, a fraud because he's a ghost and all the people that she says she talks to, who includes Napoleon, aren't in the seance with her. So that's quite a fun one. That's called Mr. Tilly's Seance. The main one that I was reading is called Negotium Perambulans. Which is a really good story about a man who goes to live in a Cornish village and finds that the locals are being uh, killed and eaten by a giant slug. Ooh, no.
3: <laughs> It's really good.
2: It's really, it's better than I've made it sound. Obviously, no, so,
3: no, you made it sound amazing. So <laughs> you could possibly make it sound better than it did. So
2: yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm reading at the moment. In bed, I, I'm reading something different on the toilet, but uh, that's not to do with the podcast.
3: James, have you got anything you can share?
2: Very
0: uh, obtusely linked to the theme of horror, I guess. Really, but this week I've been watching and enjoying the new Adam Curtis series, Ooh, yes. which is on the on the iPlayer called "Can't Get You Out of My Head." Now, the thing about Adam Curtis is is that you know, and this is very much my take on it is he just always gives you food for thought oh, and God, his yeah. takes and and the things that he analyzes and brings to light. Um, like, for example, I didn't know anything about like the story of Michael X in this country, and I highly recommend if you don't know finding out about it and also uh, he talks about the Black Panther movement and Faini Shakur who's Tupac Shakur's mum mm. and you know what she went through and, then, and again I had no idea whatsoever so he's really fantastic at picking out like these tiny uh, these smaller narratives throughout history mm. it's when he then tries to tie them together into this larger overarching theme that I think nah, this doesn't really oh. work and you know but <laughs> at the same time when you're watching it you are always thinking and I, as for me, that's the role of any good art—is that it makes you think.
3: Hyper-normalisation, was that. The, sorry. Yes, yeah. that's
0: that was the one before.
3: Yeah, that really shook my world after watching that to, to the point that I felt like I gave up all social media after that point. I just, <laughs> I just hated, I just hated the 20, 21st century after that point, and I and I just felt like, why did I have children after that? <laughs> after watching that documentary, because the world is so fucked up. However, it just. His documentaries are so powerful, and as much as they just get you thinking more than anything you've you've ever come across on normal television. I think. I wouldn't or,
2: think if I were Cleves.
3: No, it's it is diff- It is dangerous. I think sometimes. just
2: watch uh, Satanic Rites of Dracula. Dracula you, you feel again. fine, but yeah. So the
0: horror of the real world, I suppose you can say. But and again, he kind of keeps going back to this this uh, this idea of like the rise of the, the individual and the role of you know individualization in the late tw- you know in the late 20th century and the role you know like the me generation mm. and he, that is for me the touchstone that he keeps coming back to and i find that very very interesting i i and- find it
3: very hard the amount he puts on that you've got no control o- about the world that just, it, makes, true. It, but it is true but it's a horrible thing to think about and often, mm. and i think that 99.9% of everyone in the in, in the world don't think about that and the and the 1.1% of people who do think about it it just really upsets them. I, I, I was I was doing okay before you told me this. I'm <laughs> glad you told me it, but at the same time, it's just, you've just really really upset me. And, but... <laughs> there you go. So that's my recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recommending a film I saw the other day called Possessor. Possessor is a word I have real trouble saying. Um, listen <laughs> after the t- after the title to find out uh, why. why. Yeah. Um, so Possessor was a film which is it's the son of David Cronenberg, isn't it? Yes, um, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, saw this on Twitter. Thought I'd give it a go. The, the trainer makes it look like it's going to be a much more action-packed sci-fi adventure than it actually is. It's it's a very art-house affair. However, it's really it was really good. It was a proper old-school weird sci-fi. What the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Mind fuck of a of a film. Basic premise is that there is some kind of secret organization where it looks like if you pay enough money, you can get someone to come along and possess someone who can get close to a target and then that using some kind of weird technology, which involves lots of body horror and needles going into brains and all that kind of stuff. And then while the possessor sits in some, in a strange kind of a Geiger-esque machine controlling the body of this person, they can get close to the target and then they can assassinate them. And then at the end of the the job, the, the last thing the possessor would do is commit suicide. Thus, leaving no trace at all to Ooh. how that person got close to the, the target and of course as in all these things all goes wrong but it was yeah, it's great highly recommend Possessor next time on General Witch Fighters we're covering Horror Express which is available to rent or buy on YouTube Apple or Prime in the UK so join us then in the meantime Make sure you subscribe, spread the word, and... Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, on General Witch One. We've had lots of nice chats with all of our lovely new friends on We there. have,
2: haven't we? It's started, it started to burgeon. Um, more burgeoning, please. More
0: burgeoning. <laughs> <But> until <laughs> next time, happy day. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you.
2: Love, light, and peace.
4: You have been listening to The General Witch Finders. <laughs> Support the show and continue the conversation at patreon.com forward slash generalwitchfinders. Subscribe and spread the word at generalwitchfinders.com. Farewell, and don't have nightmares.
3: She lets rip. She lets rip. No, she. Le- <laughs> <laughs> and then they fold
2: her up and they put her away in this weird um, crate at the end of the episode.
3: Someone's you wash. Were... Someone's wash machine's kicking off.
2: George, you <laughs> sure, can hear our wash machine. <laughs> and Kitty's having a meltdown because I'm laughing so much. Okay, I'm sure I'll be I fine. might have to go upstairs in a minute.
3: Can you close the door?
2: Oh, Kitty wouldn't come downstairs. She thought that someone was down here, and it was me.
3: <laughs> it's like John's like. Um, anyway, where were we? So I, before, <laughs> we, like, before we before we before we go ahead, but, but fucking hell, it's gonna Shall take I, it off. I,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ross is obsessed with watching. I'm gonna go upstairs. I'll go upstairs.
3: John, is your battery charged up? Oh
2: shit! Oh, it probably is because I've had it on all the time now. It's Thank probably you. going to be fine, right? I'm going to go upstairs
3: carrying all this now. <laughs> I Beep. just remembered when he dropped the books and um, yeah, that's right. And, yeah. and hid a subtle hit a yeah. hid a um a, 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 Bible. Bible. a Bible. Well, that's Bible. what I'm
2: going to bloody say now. Sorry, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> so um,
3: <laughs> and then he realises running water. I remember yeah. that when Hang Johnny on, no, yeah. no, no,
2: you no, run... no, no, right. right. no, no, You're running ahead. You're running ahead. So. Firstly, I don't want to be part of a problematic podcast. So, <laughs> too late for that. <laughs> so they're um. What the hell
3: have I written here?
2: Wrapped exactly. Oh yeah, I've, I've already mentioned that.
3: So now we are go- <laughs> going to be doing something now,
2: malevolent.
3: Now for something malevolent, <laughs> malevolent, malevolent. Uh, I I put in possess possessor. possessor?
2: Jesus Christ, <laughs> Cleaves. What? Right, go again. You can't put that in. Uh, or do you want me to do it for you?
3: No. <laughs> I'm gonna stop smiling. <laughs> no. I can't are, say it. Are you thinking
2: about Toby Walcott again, or whatever his name was?
3: Tubby Walcott.
2: <laughs> I watched
3: a film called Possessor. It's a hard <laughs> word to say. <laughs> <laughs> Possessor, 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 yeah, possessor, Ex- exorcism, <laughs> possessor, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
6: This is like the real-life
0: Enfield Pulse, guys. <laughs> Ross, has, Ross has been taken over.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm not going to get this word out of my... <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that you swallowed something?
0: <laughs> Just think about the fact that you're not in control of your of, of your life, Ross. Yeah.
2: I got a fluff, hang on.
6: Hang on. (laughs) It sounds
2: like Norman Wisdom.
3: It. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! God, ridiculous! One more <sighs> time. Oh, <clears throat> mm. I can't do it. Possessor. <clears throat> okay, I'm talking about a film called Possessor. <clears throat> <laughs>
2: Right, I'm worried my battery's going go so like to go, Cleve. So you. Possessor,
3: possessor, possessor, possessor. Uh, which is directed by Brandon Cronenberg. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Come on. <laughs> directed by. Uh, directed by Brandon Cronenberg, which is, I assume, the son of. The other Cronenberg. It's a good film. Watch it. I can't talk about it now. I've been laughing too much. It's a very good film.
6: <laughs> the end. Well done.
7: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.